welcome to the Psychic Chat Show with me, Gareth Lewis. This week I have with me, Samantha Kirkham. Samantha has been a medium for many years. And then one day she realised she could communicate with the animals. So, can we really communicate with our pets? Well, let's find out as I introduce this week's guest, Samantha Kirkham. So welcome, Samantha. And uh, this week we're going to be talking about animal communication. It's great to have you with us on the Psychic Chat Show this week. Uh, thank you. It's great to be here, Gareth. Lovely to see you. It's, it's, it's going to be an absolutely fascinating uh, chat with you. Uh, and I'm sure all our listeners and our viewers are going to enjoy what you've got to say uh, about animal communication. But before we go into the, uh, the side of, uh, of uh, communication with the, the animal world, um, let's just talk a little bit about you and uh, have you always been aware of spirit and uh, yeah what's your earliest memory of it? Yeah uh, my earliest memory is when I was little and I just always used to I used to think everybody could see things that I was seeing and that everybody could speak to people I was seeing um, and I think my earliest memory was of my name being called and then me talking to my, my nan who passed yeah. Okay so what your nan had passed uh, what sometime before or? Yeah uh, she been passed for about um probably about six months something like that and uh, she just came through and her face was just so close to me and yeah and and just like I remember the feeling and also when she called my name it was just this most beautiful sound I, I don't think I've ever heard um a voice like it since it, you know even with all my communications with it, it was just this beautiful beautiful sounding voice almost like melodic and it was just this beautiful warm feeling you know straight away from my nan that, that's such a lovely not only a lovely first um uh, uh experience but also such a lovely memory to have as well uh yeah. so how old at that age how, what what age were you I was um, probably about, um, I was probably about three around that. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's amazing because as uh, as our viewers already know by listening to a few of these podcasts and, um, you know, the, the medias I'm talking to and when I say, you know, when was your first memory, they, they kind of look at like two, three-year-old, a lot of them. You know, I can't yeah. remember what I did yesterday, you know, so I can't go back that far. Uh, so that's yeah. amazing to have that experience and uh, uh, that kind of like, knowing that your grandmother is around you after after she's passed so uh, when you had that experience obviously you was only three-year-old and you know uh, communication uh, with your family um, you know would have been a bit more you won't be able to express what you've seen and saw but in later years as you've gone, gone older did you tell your say your parents or your family about that experience and, and what did they think about it? Yeah, I did. I mean, my mum always had uh, recollections of me um, telling her about either her friends or things like this. And um, sometimes she called me a snob because at times I wouldn't take people on as a child. And obviously I was seeing beyond, you know, what the face value type of thing. Um, so my mum always, always uh, gives me that type of a memory. Um, but I just remember as well, as a child, feeling, you know, when you wake up in the night and know you're not alone, and I'd be running along the landing and telling me mum and dad, and like I was brought up Roman Catholic, so, you know, <laughs> it, it, the two don't go together. But luckily for me, um, my dad was very naturally psychic, and he'd been along to development groups and things, so he understood it. So I do feel sorry for kids who, whose parents just think they've got a vivid imagination, you know. And so luckily, I, I was really lucky in that respect that I could speak to my dad about it. Yeah, that's good as well. Not only uh, to be able to speak to your parents, but 
uh, this saying is quite sexist in a way, but a lot of men normally, especially probably of your your father's age, uh, yeah. you know, would have been, or should we not say age, but that year, era uh, and that year would have kind of, oh no, it's rubbish, you know, and dismissed it. So he's so lucky to have that. And um, as uh, I just say, in, in future, in the future episodes, uh, I know we've got uh, a medium, David Hale, with us, and he's going to talk about the difference between coming from a, a Roman Catholic background into spiritualism. So it's interesting to hear that you've had that, but also yeah. by having that background, um, your family has also accepted. Yeah. Uh, you know, you've been able to either see, communicate with spirit as well. So that, that's nice to hear as well, that difference, because I know uh, David, uh, when we hear his later on uh, in the series, uh, he didn't have that, you know. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it must so you're very lucky to have that uh, with it as well. So um, as I just go on, so, medium, so even though they accepted it, was mediumship, uh, in your family, was your grandmother, was your mom, was your auntie, was there anybody else who? Yeah, it, it kind of goes back on, on both sides. Uh, on my dad's side, we didn't know an awful lot of his family, but he was like um, super psychic. Super, like my dad was like being around a, a hot fire all the time. The healing that would come from my dad was just unbelievable. Um, and um, on my mum's side, I know that it goes back like my grandmother and my great aunt and then, you know, down the generations. And although they didn't actually do anything I don't mean do anything with it, but you know, it wasn't as well known. People didn't work as well then and things like that, but it was always there. And they kind of just accepted it as normal that people would visit. Or I know, I remember my great auntie always used to have this great thing of, she would get this feeling and she'd be very unsettled until something happened. And then we'd hear of somebody either passing or, you know, something along those lines. So, yeah. So it's, it's, always, so it's always been talked about as well, especially like saying the Roman Catholic household, which, you know, yeah any difference but, uh, yeah. every religion has their own beliefs as well so um so yeah so you you've got it in your family so it wasn't just something new to you um which is which is brilliant as well uh, but what actually took you from the step of you just knowing to either being able to give communication to a friend of yours or you know, stepping into the spiritualist church for the first time or seeing a medium. How did you actually take that step from it just being you into other people do this as well? Yeah, I think um, I'd always kind of known that other people did it because I remember going to a spiritualist church in Egberth in Liverpool with my nan when I was a child and listening and also laughing because my great auntie would say, oh, they've stolen my message, they were taking my message, you know, that type of a thing where you get the person who's like answering to everything and putting their hands up to everything. So we did have like some, you know, really funny times as well. But I think for myself, um, I think when I was 16, I just kind of just read almost everybody I came into contact with because you're not understanding it as as much you're not thinking oh they won't take this and I was in hairdressing at the time and I would just literally be sitting with somebody and say awful sorry but I have to tell you this because if I don't it'll be literally like you know the 10 green bottles on the wall I have to give you this message otherwise I'll be you know I'll just hear this voice in my head forever or you know I'll be seeing somebody standing there saying you know, I haven't given this message so I think it was like that but then um, it kind of when I had my children and things I communicated with them I'm also thinking before my daughter was even here I had like a conversation with her you know it, it was it was crazy um, 
but again I just accepted it somehow I must have just been very open-minded or very delusional I'm not sure which <laughs> but um yeah so then eventually I think I've, anybody like, doing a job is uh is a bit crazy in some yeah, way it is it is and and I think as well I mean now you know it's so well known and things are on the telly radio things like this podcast but back then there wasn't there was only like the greats you know like Betty Shine and and things like this and Doris Stokes and, and people like that and um, so yeah I just kind of went along and just people go oh come to Sam she knows things and when I'd uh, had my horse on the yard the people on the yard like thrusting the palms over my stable door and I'm like I'm not a palm reader <laughs> I just scan it I'm like well how do you how do you do this I'm like I, I don't know if I knew I would tell you but I just kind of do this I just know um but yeah so I just went along doing like that and then I remember going to um Skemmersdale Spiritualist Church and Kate there just said to me would you do a service and I was like so so um nervous I felt like I was going to be sick about three times before I actually did it you know so I think it just it kind of started from then I'd always done like bits of readings for everybody free and things and then it kind of started from that and I went on to do other church services so you you, you now uh you've taken that step and you do uh demonstrations and you do private readings I take as well on occasions as well um so you've taken that step into mediumship by being you could call yourself a working medium you know i know you've got a proper job as well uh you know but um you know you do do that and that that, just going back just a second you you said there about uh, which i thought was interesting about um did you say your daughter before she was born but then into it so you just mentioned the one daughter but so we just say do your children have the the gift as it were or are they Definitely. I mean, my son is um, 26 now and he's a um, freestyle kayaker and he does crazy things like come off <laughs> 128 foot waterfalls and things like this. And he's very free spirited, very barefoot, always in country and whatever. And, you know, he's gone all over the world. But back when he was um, about 10, he would tell me that he was speaking to this lady. And when he described her, it was my nan um, and things like that. But he always has this great kind of self um awareness and also he would be sitting I remember him kayaking he'd be sitting in the eddy with people reading magazines about these famous people and he would say to me I will compete against these people mum and I will meet them and and my god you know he has gone on and done that but then now he always says to me oh don't be don't even look at my laptop or anything like that just send everything (laughs) so he's always had that Um, and my daughter particularly like when she was a young girl she would bring me um leaves and pebbles She, she had this thing and she would I do a reading using these things. It was, you know, it was just absolutely knockout. Um, And like I say, when I spoke to her at the time, her dad, I always had a name. I had my kids' names when I was 14. Weird, I know, but just wrote these names down. And um, when when I was pregnant with Crystal, her dad was wanting to call her Gemma. And she just said, I want my own name. I just heard this voice, like, I want my own name. I want Crystal. And I was like, <laughs> and at the time we were traveling to somewhere and she told me everything we would see that day, how Brendan would behave. And, you know, it was just, and I don't tell many people that, so. <laughs> you, just, you just turned me now and told quite a few people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Crystal will be happy about that. <laughs> so does she now um does she now do anything like you? Does she, you know, does she work as a medium or does she do any private cities with her or just readings for uh, her friends or anything like that? 
do like bits for her friends and I keep trying to, you know, get her to go that way. But obviously we all have to have our journey when we have our journey. So, um, you know, she does have this amazing ability um, as well. And, and I wish she would take it further. And I do feel in the future she definitely will. Yeah. So now we know about your uh, journey as a medium. Let's go into the animal communication side. <laughs> right, okay. Talking about Doctor Doolittle and uh, things like that, <laughs> which is yeah. very interesting because I always said, you know, Samantha, that when I when I set out to do this, I would look at it on different sides and I would bring different people, whether I agree with it or not, whether I've got an opinion or not, you know. And I used to sit back a few years ago and I used to think, talking to animals, what do you mean? They've not got a voice box. What? No. And then I kind of think, well, hang on a minute. If I'm a spiritual person, a spiritualist and a medium, and I believe that um, we all have a soul and we all have a spirit and we all, we're all a living thing, you know, even the plants and the trees are a living, you know, uh, then we must be able to communicate with animals. So I kind of like went from, and don't get me wrong, I did think, oh, what a rubbish, but, you know, I thought, well, I don't know anything about it. And when you came along uh, and we first spoke, I thought, this is so interesting. Um, tell me, how, how did that happen? What, you know, would you just sat there and uh, <laughs> dog sport to you? Or, you know, how did, how did that happen? Yeah, I think um, we've always been like, you know, an animal mad family. Again, I think I get that more from my dad. Uh, don't get me wrong, my mum loves the animals, but my dad was like, even vicious dogs would love me dad it was crazy you know and I don't whether he knew he was communicating with him and sadly he's not here for me to talk to him you know about that but I think I'd always had this um passion if you like for animals and I think the the first thing I did I can remember I know it sounds stuff but this cat had caught a mouse and I could literally hear this like help type of thing and I was like what on earth and when I looked around again I was only about 10 at the time and I saw this cat running along this mouse in its mouth and the mouse was still wiggling and was obviously still alive so I literally just grabbed the cat and like, just I can't even remember how the cat dropped the mouse but anyway the cat dropped the mouse so I took the mouse home and um fed it and things like that. It was kind of in shock for a while. At first I thought it might die, but I just kept looking back now, I must have been giving it healing, but I just kept like placing my hand or trying to stroke it or touch its head and probably didn't really know what I was doing. But anyway, the mouse the mouse did survive and I actually kept him. <laughs> um, oh my goodness. So yeah. and again joking all aside, but uh, one thing you I mean, you've got to forgive Miss Mantha, you know, but they probably right. people sat here listening, thinking, well, did the cat not turn me into and go, hang on a minute, that's my tea. Do you know? <laughs> you know, say, what are you doing? <laughs> you know? And, uh, but that, just joking. So you, 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 that was your first day. Now, I got to look that at it another way as well. Um, and it's so interesting that, don't get me wrong, it's not that I don't like animals. I mean, I've had pets all my life. And to me, the pets and pets are a big part of our lives. Yeah. You know, a big part of our lives and some people love the pets more than the family some yeah. people, the pets are the family do you know yeah. so yeah. that's such an important part and I truly truly believe that and when I give communication and when I'm working and do shows and sittings and things like that I don't tend to bring a lot of animals through and I kind of look at it as well it's because I don't want to say I'm not an animal person Okay, yeah. but 
I'm not really kind of like, I've got to have lots, of, you know what I mean? And they're not, it sounds awful, but they're just the pets and they're my pets. Yeah. And that, I love them and that's that. Um, yeah. But then you've got people say like yourself who are more kind of like, love the animals and have lots of animals around them and you've got more of a passion probably to say than I have. And that's probably why animals will come to you more than what they would come to me in a message. So yeah. can you explain to me uh, kind of like how do you, so I'm taking it the, the let's say the pet dog has passed. Yeah. So taking it you will give that evidence of that dog. How would that happen? Yeah, I kind of just get, as as in with the people, so you get like an energy or a picture or whatever. Sometimes I'll actually like physically see the dog or I'll see the dog go around the owner and it will tell me things that it did here on the earth plane or it will tell me things that the owner still has of theirs, like a collar or, you know, a picture and things like that. Um, and what it would do, you know, its behaviour and things like this. Often they come through and if they... Um, owner's got another pet you know they reference things that that pet does and and they say that when they get excited that's when they're coming in to visit or if the pet will just suddenly you know they just suddenly stop and stare as they do with spirit or follow something across the room so yeah they, they just come in like that but they always always come in with like so much love it, it's just unbelievable yeah so when we when we work as a medium and you'll know this uh, when we work as a medium, we give evidential messages, evidential uh, um, um, readings. Yeah. And, uh, so we can have grandmother in the spirit world and we can either hear or feel grandmother and grandmother say my name is such a thing. Yeah. Um, so when you've got a, an animal in the spirit world, obviously they're not born with a voice box, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So then you are picking up on the energy of that um, and there's no real, should we say, clairvoyance, uh, sorry, not clairvoyance, clairaudience with it. It's yeah. more the sensing of, you know, like sometimes when we work as a medium, we will work and we've got, again, use the thing of grandmother, and you were drawn to the stomach area and you know it's cancer. Is that the similar kind of feeling with the dog or the cat or the animal where you will be aware of this animal and then that animal will then show you or take you to a sensation of any past rather than, objectively telling you and yeah definitely yeah like you say they'll come and they'll say sometimes they'll say that they were choking or whatever and it'll have been a tumor you know in the throat or things i like say the stomach or the paw or just that they couldn't get up you know that the back legs were going things like that yeah i remember talking to you uh, a few weeks ago when we had, we had a bit of a chat and what have you and uh, i remember you telling me about um, an experience with a horse or one of your horses so can you just tell us all about uh, about this horse and that was yeah. one of your communications as well wasn't it absolutely i mean i was just in one evening just in my house um i'd had horses in the past and then obviously when you had children i had a break without them and i just heard this horse speaking to me telling me that he was cold that the stable he was in didn't have a window that he didn't have a rug on things like this so I was like well who are you and where are you and I literally he wasn't that far away from me distance wise it was probably about five miles something like that so I literally on his communication kind of tracked him down um and um just 
eventually went on to loan this horse and eventually went on to own this horse because he was being branded as a dangerous horse, you know, uh, and things like this. And I just kept saying, he isn't dangerous, it's what's being done to him. So this horse had had a rough time. He started out quite well, he was an ex-racer. And then um, he'd had a short career in racing, so obviously wasn't, wasn't that brilliant at it, bless him. But then he'd just gone from pillar to post and just been misunderstood, if you like. So we would get that when people, when I, by the time I got to him, they were having to like put water in uh, via a hose over his door. They weren't opening the door because he was literally running at people and his teeth burned and everything. And I like communicated with him and he told me that something had happened with him. Um, that it was actually when he was having his feet done and this farrier had, had literally given him a crack with the hammer. And he'd reared up and he'd hurt his back and they kept continually trying to to ride him after that and he, he was throwing people off but it was literally i'm sore you know imagine if you had a bad back and somebody, somebody 12 stone trying to get on your back you you know you do the same but obviously because not everybody hears their voices they didn't know this so yeah i went on to loan him and i went on to own him and boy did that horse teach me so many things you know and i, I actually even though last him a few years ago now the love that I've got for him is just unbelievable you know and and he does come back to me thankfully so that then begs the question of so then the horse is still alive okay yeah. um, and you're sat in your home and yeah. this horse what is five miles away yeah <laughs> obviously then it's not in spirit so you're not getting a spirit communication we then yeah. look at two things. Are we then talking about uh, telepathy? Are we yeah. talking about psychically just knowing um, this? What, what, how did you actually receive that information? Do you think, because you know it wasn't a spirit communication? Yeah, I think because as well, and the speaking like the first person as well, and he was literally showing me a video, almost like a filming of, of where he was, the stable he was in. And when I did track him down and found it, it was exactly like, you know, exactly like that. Um, and it was just, I was like kind of blown away by it myself and kind of thinking, am I going completely fruit loop now because I know this this horse is not passed. How is this working? So I had all my own questions as well, you know, with this. So. Do you think it was a, a psychic intuition um, that you just felt that somewhere within, let's say a five mile radius or somewhere nearby, and then you got yeah. a vision, you know, yeah. of where this could be. Uh, and then yeah. you went. So maybe then we can look at uh, a psychic connection on that one. Um, yeah, no, you, you correct me because you do it. I'm just looking at it as a medium's point of view. Yes. But, um, yeah. And the way I would uh, interpret it, that is, this is a similar kind of thing to what we do when we're working psychically. You know, we can right. sit here and uh, we just know that 20 miles, 100 miles, or even the other side of the world, let's say your son is out uh, doing his work, jumping off things or whatever he does, and uh, not saying anything is wrong or anything, but nope. you just know that you yeah. need to talk to him or you know that he's upset. So you're getting yeah. that, not just a motherly, but you're getting that as a psychic kind of intuition to give your son a ring and he's at the other side of the world. So yeah, so we can look at it as it's a similar thing. And again, you gotta look at it, animals are living, living you know uh, living things and uh, they've got a soul they've got a spirit 
you know yeah. so I, i'm sure we can uh, communicate in that way um it kind of then you know it, it intrigues me what's so do people and your friends do they think you're a bit of a doctor doolittle do they think you're a bit mad or do your friends kind of like are they, have they been proved now that you know yeah. um this is yeah right? I think um, it, it kind of falls into the two categories. I think uh, people that know me of a medium or whatever just kind of accept it. But people, when I've gone out to do readings, you can tell that, that you know, they're skeptical at first and then they're just like blown away. And I do, uh, particularly with horses, they seem to like to do it. I, I call it um, not a horse reading, I call it Grasherona, <laughs> literally, <laughs> because they will tell some tales about their owners. You know, it, it's just so funny. Uh, yeah, absolutely funny. Um, the things that they'll say, you know. I, I know, as um, I say, on us talking previously, I know that you're able then to go and be in the in the company of an animal, whatever it may be, and yeah. uh, then you're able to uh, not necessarily predict, but pick up if the animal is at well or what area. Um, yeah. So what's one of your kind of like experiences of that, you know, where you sat with an animal and you've then, I'm not going to say you've saved the animal, but you've helped yeah. the owner to say, right, you need to to the vet because I feel there's, you know, what, what? Yeah, totally. Um, I've done this with an animal. Again, that was a horse um, in particular where they didn't really know what was wrong with him, but he just intermittently went lame, which is, you know, not walking soundly and things like that. And I think at the, the time there was a feeling that um, it was in his feet, but I could, he kept telling me it was in his shoulder. <laughs> so because the owner is pretty much open to all this and pretty, because I'd given like um, a reading to another horse of theirs and that had kind of proved right, she was right, okay, well, we'll get this looked at a different way and we'll send him to a different place and a different vet. And lo and behold, it, it did turn out that the injury was in the shoulder which was then affecting the feet. So I think, you know, in that case, they might have been treating the feet, whereas it was always <laughs> the shoulder, you know, it's, um, it's crazy. And I also got um, a horse that was kept having pain. It, again, in when it was being ridden, it was throwing its head up and things like this. And again, it was a tooth, it was an actual tooth that was giving the horse, you know, the old crocodile tail from years ago <laughs> um, with that, but it was literally saying, you know, I'm in pain here. So it was literally throwing its head up all the time. And it kept just saying to me, I'm not being naughty. I'm not being naughty, I'm in pain. <laughs> it was literally, you know, clear as day to me. Again, they got like the equine dentist in, sorted that out and away they go, you know. So you've, um, you've had experiences where, uh, let's just say, the vet or even the owner has thought, oh, they've got a problem with the leg, and you've yeah. got the problems, not the leg, the problems more the groin or, you know, uh, so you've, and then, you know, you've been able to, and I, I, I don't know, because I don't, you might correct me on this, but you're not a vet, are you? You're not a trained... And I always say that, you know, I always say, I'm not a vet, I can't, you know, I can't give you veterinary advice, I'd always advise your vet to be your first port of call, you know, things like this, um, but I can only pass on the information that that animal is giving to me, you know. <laughs> like anything, Samantha, as well, isn't it? It's, um, when we do this as a medium, um, as long as, as long as our client goes out, the reading 
feeling some kind of, say, hope or some kind of just knowing. It doesn't yeah. matter, um, you know, how it's given or yeah. whether it's for an animal or whether it's for a loved one, you know, yeah. it's still a message what needs to be passed over. So yeah. uh, just before I move on to the uh, the next part, because you, you, you're you such a... Uh, um, a, a vast kind of medium and we'll go on to it in a second but I just want to ask you then is it not spirit giving you the information about the pet it's definitely the pet so you understand what I'm saying you understand the difference between a uh, a spirit reading i.e from grandmother to a spirit yeah. reading this is now the dog and not the grandmother it's the dog so you you, you know you can differentiate that you can you can know yeah. the difference Totally. And also, um, often, because like I say, they'll speak in the first person, so they'll say, my legs hurting, my shoulders hurting, I don't like that food, or, you know, whatever it was, or, I don't like who they've brought in, I just don't like this new puppy, or whatever it is, you know, so it is kind of like in the first person uh, when, when they are communicating. And also, your gifts don't just end there. So we know you're a medium, we know you're a psychic, we know you're Dr. Doolittle, but you're a <laughs> pet detective. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Can you just give us a, an idea of, uh, so let's just say uh, someone's lost their cat. Would they come to you and say, do you know where he or she is? Or has that happened? Yeah, that's happened before. And I've literally had um, messages like a Facebook message and say, oh, my cat's this and that. Do you pick up? Because people are always scared that the cat's got run over or something awful's happened. Straight away, I can kind of communicate and tell them, no, the cat's either such thing and describe where it's around, you know, um, things like this. Or literally, again, like receive a picture like Jester's shown to me. And I'm like, well, I don't know the area, but this is how I feel. But I remember one of them, I got a message from... A friend and she said my friend's dog's gone missing and um, this dog's so so important to her she recently lost her mum and things like this um and she said the dog you know they just can't lose the dog as well on top of this have you any idea and I think at the time I'm sure I was um also doing <laughs> some bit of a reading or something like that so I just said to the person can you just give me a couple of minutes I'm so sorry about this it was a friend it wasn't like you know it wasn't a a paid for thing or a service there but it was just my friend so I said give me five minutes so I literally tried to connect with this dog and I'm like where are you show me this fields and everything but it kept showing me this telegraph pole really significantly so I'm like okay so they're looking for you you need to go back you need to go there <laughs> I know it might sound crazy but they'll come and look for you and I also gave the dog sounds mad this a time of 11 o'clock it sticks in my mind so I said because it was going dark and they were worried so I said go to that telegraph pole sit there and don't move because they're coming for you at 11 o'clock now people might say how do you know the time or whatever but the, the animals know a lot more than we give them credit for you know a lot more not saying they have a watch and tell the time but this dog knew right I need to go and sit at the telegraph pole until my owners come so I sent the message through I said you'll find the dog in the, in the field sat near the telegraph pole at 11 o'clock described a couple of other things that was around in the area and uh, anyway so 
this she said to me they've already looked there I said I know it wandered up again it'll be there but then I'm thinking my god what if I'm wrong you know because there's always that element of self-doubt or you know our egos come in and go but what if you're wrong so anyway I was just overdrive when about 10 minutes later she sent me a message and said oh it's just amazing I can't believe it they went where you said there was the dog you know happy days and and it's just such a lovely feeling to be able to do that yes I mean like I said uh animals are, are just you know as loved to a lot of people as the loved ones are and to be able to reunite an animal because i know when, when an animal goes missing whether it's a cat or a dog or whatever it is you are you're worried that they've been knocked over because there's no sense of the road or there's no sense that, you know um you know so to be able to reunite them together and have that validation like you said yeah. you, you could have sent a mate on a rainy night on a cold night you know for nothing and uh, <laughs> But you, you, you trust that instinct. Do I know by talking uh, to different people in this uh, in this podcast series? Yeah. They have turned around and said, not similar things with animals, but similar things where they know they've just got to just give it. You yes. Know? And also they know uh, by giving it, there is that element of what if I've got this wrong? So we all question ourselves you know because we are just human beings and in one of the uh, episodes what uh, what we what we just had there um with uh, the tarot lady um stacer and she talks about having that feeling of this lady who couldn't get pregnant she would get pregnant you know yeah. how much of a disappointment would that be you know yeah. and similar with you how much of a disappointment would that be if the animal wasn't there you yeah. know so to be able to trust your instinct as well as what you do and, you know, uh, and have that faith and that belief, yeah. you know, is, is just amazing, um, you know, to be able to, to do that. Uh, I mean, I know, again, I spoke to you a few weeks ago and uh, even this morning, just before coming on here and talking to you and, and doing this, you know, my dog's saying, well, can I have a message? I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah. you know? oh. um, but, you know, to be able to, to do that and to reunite someone, uh, uh, someone's pet back to them is it, it, just uh, it, just amazing, really. So what's, I know that's probably, it might be your, your best um, uh, evidence, but what's, what's your worst and what's your good um, evidence or uh, thing you've ever done? Right, okay. I think one of the things that, um, again, it was, this was with a dog and it was a friend that had got a dog from a Greek rescue and she was very skittish and things. Um, you know, she'd been mistreated and whatever. And she'd been out with the daughter and she'd escaped the lead. So they have, um, the rescue are brilliant and they have like their own people who come in, you know, so they're saying, I'm sure everybody's seen the posters, don't chase the dog, don't call the dog, all the rest of it. So this was going on for nearly, I think, all in all it was nearly enough three weeks and the, she'd been sighted they had the night cameras all the rest of the things were leaving food so they had seen the dog in and out anyway the last straw was that they couldn't get near enough to her so they were going to uh, kind of dart you know like tranquilizer if you like and I just said to my friend I said I'm going to try I kept saying where I felt she was again and they were saying yeah she's been spotted around that area and I said, I'm going to try um, and communicate with her. I said, I'm going to literally say, you don't want to um, 
be darted. You don't want, you know, you really don't want this in, in your backside. So you'd be best going home. I remember saying to um, Michelle, she will just walk in. All these people help and it's fabulous, but leave, sit at the door. I remember saying to her, sit in the door, leave the front door open, leave your lounge door open and she's just going to come walking in. And then after I thought, what on earth am I talking about? Because all these professionals have been helping and whatever. But again, it was that knowing that absolute faith that that, would be what would happen meanwhile I was kind of communicating with the dogger and saying you know you're going to have this dart in your bum and it's not going to be nice so if you're anywhere near your home and you can get back safely you do that the door's open your mum's there as I was called you know the the owners your mum's there waiting for you she's got this treat that treat all of this and so I just said just sit quietly and I think that was around about about 2 30 in the afternoon and sure enough, this the dog came back and it like, I don't know how the owners feel, but it literally blows my mind as well. You know, even though I've seen it happen, it, it's just uh, fabulous. So I feel that that was like one of my uh, best experiences. And it was lovely because I knew the owner as well. So I could, you know, I could have the feedback. I think one of the worst experiences for me was with a horse who had um a few a number of complaints going on and what people forget when they're around the pets is it's like it's like because if you can hear somebody talking in the next room so the animals hear everything that's been going on and people you know years ago I think nurses were were told like don't speak over you know a patient's head and things like that because the last thing to go is your hearing um so animals always know what's been going on so there was a horse who'd had a complaint and I wasn't reading the horse but I was within that type of uh, environment and I know that the owner was going to put the horse down I went and had a word with him and was like you know just stroking him and comforting him and things like that and he just literally said that he wasn't ready to go now I know that people they won't put a healthy animal down or they try not to and things like that and it just broke my mind because I knew that the girl had made a mind up and there was nothing I could do and I think I did, I did actually tell, I was brave enough to say, I don't think he's ready to go yet, you know, but I had to leave um, the yard that day because I just could not be around it, you know, uh, and that kind of broke my heart in a way. That, you just felt like you couldn't do anything, you know, yeah. uh, and this is where, you know, again, conversations I've had uh, where we've turned around and said, you know, sometimes we can help in a way, but we can't stop know what's happening what's yeah. going to happen the inevitable you know uh but we can guide or we can help and there are situations where a medium not necessarily can i mean a, a lady on one of the podcasts turned around to me and said if i told you that you was going to get hurt yeah you went to the pub tomorrow yeah you know, just... and then you went and you got hurt or if you didn't go you then find that the day after a fight had broken out yeah you know, uh, have I stopped you or have you, you know, so it is, sometimes we just can't stop. Uh, no. Life has got for us and planned. But that must be awful to actually think, you know, I couldn't do anything, you know. Yeah. And, uh, you yeah. know, you've had so many success stories, you know, and so many times you've helped animals and their owners. And on this occasion, yeah. you know, you just know you have to step away and just let yeah. natural causes take its place. Yeah. Um, so you know, um, you know, it's been absolutely fascinating talking to you. Uh, and I know you you work as a medium, and I know um, you do private readings, and also the the spirit of communication. So if anybody wants to get hold of you, 
uh, to either have a, a, a spirit communication or an animal communication. Um, how can they find you? How can they book you? Okay, well, I'm on Facebook, just uh, Samantha Kirkham, spiritual medium. I'm on there. They can um, send me a message on that, or I think my telephone number's on there as well. And at the moment, I'm just up, <laughs> just getting another site up. So I will, you know, I will like put that one a bit more. Oh, there's a just... website. There's a website coming, is there? Yeah, there's a website coming, yeah. Okay. And I also, yeah. if it's just like for medium, when everything goes back after COVID, I run an open circle at Lowton at the Travel Lodge, just on Newton Road there. So that's on a Wednesday normally at 7.30. So people are welcome. If you're local to the Lowton area, and that's uh, Warrington, Lee area, is that right? Uh, so if you're local to that area, then pop along on a, on a Wednesday night when we're laid back to. Uh, when the website's up and running, I'm sure Samantha will let me know. And uh, I'll certainly put that out there for everybody as well. But in the meantime, um, just head over to her Facebook page, send her a message, and I'm sure you'll be able to sort something. If, you, if you've lost your pet, Samantha's the person for you. And uh, if you want communication, I'm sure she'll be able to bring that lovely uh, pet that you've had and that communication back for you. But in the meantime, Samantha, it's been absolutely fascinating uh, talking to you. And it's completely changed my look into the way it works. We've had that chat. Is it psychic? Is it spiritual? And, uh, you know, I kind of feel talking to someone who knows what they're talking about. It's been absolutely an eye opener for me. So thank you very much for joining us. And just to leave you on, on a funny note, I had a puppy come to me yesterday and just said, they bath me in the sink and they said, I'm not as fat when I'm wet. <laughs> so it was just, you know, they do have that, they do have that funniness about them as well. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, when you give a message to someone also, um, sometimes the owner or the person just needs that bit of upliftment as well. Uh, but yeah. in the meantime, Samantha, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks so much, Gareth. Lovely to speak to you. Well, I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. And thank you again to our guests this week. And for you for listening in. Don't forget next week we'll have another guest talking all things psychic. But for now, you can click the follow button below, like our Facebook page, and also subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Psychic Chat Show, to keep up to date on all our podcasts. Till next week, keep safe and look after each other. The views and opinions expressed in this episode of the Psychic Chat Show are those of the guests and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of Gareth Lewis and the Psychic Chat Show podcast. Any content provided by our guests are of their opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organisation, company, individual or anyone or anything.